Hey guys, you're listening to another episode of Brewers. I'm Emily. And I'm Matt. And this is the podcast that brings you the stories behind your favorite beer. Emily, you know what's coming up this week? All, all Hallows Eve. Mm-hmm. What are you being? Uh, there's a couple things on the docket. So <laughs> I could either be somebody from Jurassic Park. Don't worry, I will not be a shirtless Jeff Goldblum. What about a dino? You gonna be a dinosaur? That remains to be seen. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, some other ones, uh, I guess, like Ron Swanson and or Bob from Bob's Burgers. So you're just gonna wing it. Yeah, I am gonna wing it. Most years I do wing it, but I mean, this year I got invited to a couple Halloween parties, so I actually feel the need to kind of go out and show off. Yeah, this was the year where you know the Saturday before Halloween is when everybody's throwing their house parties. So I am going to be at my friend's place up in Maine. And I am going to be the Little Mermaid this year. Ariel. Yeah. I get told to do this costume all the time because I have red hair. But this is the first year that I'm like, all right, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to go all out. So I got the mermaid tail. I've got like red eyebrows and blue color contacts and like flowers for my hair and the whole thing. Yeah, I've seen the costume. It looks great. Thanks. I'm excited. And uh, my BF is going to be Prince Eric. And then my mom is going to be Ursula. Holy so it's gonna be awesome. I'm gonna spike her hair up because she has short hair. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be amazing. Yeah. She. Uh, the problem is that she's like 400 pounds. Too yeah, skinny. and my mom is like 90 pounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, too skinny wet. to be. Yeah. So we're gonna basically. T- I think we're gonna take some pillows and like stuff her like outfit with them, and then we're taking pairs of like black nylons and like stuffing them with stuffing, and then like belting them onto her. That's gonna be great. We haven't quite worked out the whole thing yet, but I'm pumped. Emily, do you have a favorite Halloween costume? Well, I've been some good stuff over the years, but the problem is I never go as anything scary. Like, Mm -hmm. my favorite costume, and I used to be this, like, I think I was this, like, four years in a row, but I was Poison Ivy, because I made my own costume, and I, like, took this green dress and just glued, like, leaves and vines and stuff all over it, and it just, I worked so hard on it that I was like, I'm just going to be this until I can think of something better. Yeah, I've got black cool. gloves, like the spy boots, and like I put like you know green leaves on my eyebrows and the whole thing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that started senior year of high school, and then I just kind of like was that every year in college. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, for myself, I think it's when I was zombie Woody, mm-hmm. Woody from Toy Story, of course. And uh, it it first started as like I had a yellow flannel and I had blue jeans and weirdly enough i had cowboy boots as well that's amazing yeah so i did that um and the thing i spent the most amount of money on was the silly like white out contacts and like pro tip right like you cannot see through those stupid contacts yeah. so Co- color contacts for like costumes are really hard to see and like even my blue contacts are meant for like just cosmetic use like mm-hmm. a lot of people will just wear them to like you know play up their makeup look or something but they they blur your vision pretty bad Ooh uh they it's like so nice when you take them out and you're like whoa i can see again (laughs) um one year oh last year i was a chicken like i have a full chicken suit i wish i i I should just be doing that i have it sitting in my closet right now so if anybody wants to borrow it uh i'll send it to you (laughs) it needs to get some use so before we get into the episode uh let's do our highly requested beer fact and beer history of the of week course, uh, like of course. i didn't realize that so many people have been missing that for a couple of weeks like emily was either sick i did a solo episode or we just had what we felt was like a beer 
Like enough content that the facts and the history were kind of wrapped up into it. Right. But we're back on the wagon this week. Yeah. So this is, I guess, a user <laughs> a user request. We enjoyed doing it. It's just we didn't stop doing it on purpose. People love routines. Yes. So I don't. I understand. Yeah. So my fact this week is that the craft beer industry is currently about a twenty-six billion dollar market, and it accounts for twenty-three percent of all beer sales in this country. Whoa. I know. It's great. We're coming up. I can't believe that one. Like We're closing in on a quarter of the market. Yeah. I, that's really, really impressive and really awesome for the craft beer world. Yeah. I'm really os- optimistic about the future. All right. So on this day, October 26, 1925, Modelo opened a new brewery, well, a new plant, and it had the capacity of brewing 1,100 barrels of beer per shift. Yeah, and Modelo's in Mexico, so they weren't affected by the prohibition. Correct. So they were just, like, churning churning out the beer. Yeah, there was a need for it, for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, like, this book, we talked about it, like, earlier. I love and hate the book that we are using. Yeah, it has a lot of useful facts, but you have to paraphrase because it's so poorly written. Yes. Uh, but it's so informative. And, but it also has, like, a lot of weeks we'll read it, and it'll just be like, oh, this guy died. Yes. Yeah, and... Emily, you said it best earlier. It is kind of like this book was Google translated. Yeah, I feel like it was. I actually believe this that it was written in a different language and then just directly translated by a not human being. Mm-hmm. Um, and because it just doesn't, the way that the sentences are structured makes no sense. It's like it's written in another language's grammar. Yeah. Anyway, so today I am drinking the Cosmic Distortion by Mighty Squirrel, obviously. This is a double IPA with Galaxy Mosaic and Columbus Hops, and I tried this one months ago for a listener-submitted beer episode, I think, and I just fell in love with it because for a double IPA that's at 8%, it just has such a smooth, like, light flavor. When you think of a double IPA, you're going to think it's going to be, like, really heavy on bitter. There's three different kinds of hops in there, so my expectations were, like, this one's going to like really smack me in the face. And this is just a really pleasant, drinkable double IPA. So yep, that's what I'm enjoying today. But what about you? I'm drinking the Mango Lassie, also from Mighty Squirrel. And uh, this is a sour IPA with lactose as well. So it has pretty much hit every cool hipster mark. Oh, yeah. And it, the aftertaste on that one is really interesting. Oh, it's yeah. very like peachy and mangoey. It tastes like a lassi yep. on the end. And um, and I'm just actually a drinking big combo of stuff. Yeah, and I'm actually drinking it out of my Mighty Squirrel cup, which I know I don't drink beer out of a cup. And today was a special day. I'm drinking my beer out of like a white wine glass right now because yes, I'm cause classy. We're classy. Um, and I think that there was another. Oh, we talked about last week how like you don't pick a style, you pick a beer, and mm-hmm. I feel like the Mango Lassie is a perfect example of that because it's a sour IPA with lactose sugar. And it just is such a big, it's a beer. Yeah, it's a beer. So I love that because you can't, I mean, you can call it an IPA, but it just doesn't fit perfectly into any category and it's very unique. Oh, so similar to our guest today who we haven't announced yet, Mm -hmm. um, Mighty Squirrel will be opening a new brewery in Waltham, Massachusetts in the upcoming, I think weeks. I'm thinking weeks. I I don't want to speak for them, but all signs are pointing towards weeks. Yeah, they were hoping for late October to November, so really exciting. There's going to be a rock climbing gym in there. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. They have like this event space, two tap rooms, and you get to watch them brew the beer 
right in there it's not like it's um they're kind of like behind a wall with like a big glass it's it's like they literally took the brewing floor and they put it up on a stage so it's elevated and it's just smack right in the middle of the brewery Indeed. so like while you're sitting at the bar you're just watching it happen mm-hmm. it's not like you have to like peek in and kind of like go down some weird hallway to look at it which yeah. i love all right so this week we interviewed essex county brewery yep uh, out of peabody massachusetts and we sat down with paul peter and julian yeah and they were some of the nicest people <laughs> ever especially because they were really patient with us and we only had three mics and five people mm-hmm. and we made it work you know it was a really classic 30 minute interview with three amazing guys all with very diverse backgrounds so i loved talking to them because like not all of them came from like beer making and it was None just cool to did. hear yeah yeah even even julian like he's amazing at what he does but he's not like you know classically trained yeah yeah um but before we get into the episode emily what are we doing oh so this week we are doing a giveaway on our instagram so all you guys need to do is go to our instagram it's at brew roots and you'll see a picture of eight tall cans stacked you know four on top of four and in that photo you will find the instructions on how to enter the giveaway all you need to do is follow us on instagram tag three friends on that photo and then like the photo and that counts as one entry if you want to enter a second time all you need to do is repost or share that photo as a story and then make sure that you tag us or use the hashtag brewroot so that we know you entered a second time and you will have the opportunity to win all eight beers that are pictured in that photo but we're also going to add in some additional bonus beers that are not pictured and we're doing this because we want to say a big thank you to all the listeners and all the followers on instagram we just hit 1800 likes follows uh we are, so we want to say thank you yeah but we also want to march towards 2k yeah and we're just really pumped about how engaged you guys are giving us feedback in the dm so this is our way of saying thank you yes and yeah. our way of also saying thank you is our awesome episode this week yeah so thank you enjoy this episode let's take it away Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Brew Roots. This is Emily. And Matt. And we're coming at you live from Essex County Brewing Company. And we're here with Paul, Pete, and Julian. Correct? Not, you guys, not uh, Mary, yes. Yeah, and uh, why don't you guys introduce yourselves and tell us about your role here. Sure, pa- uh, Paul Donhauser. Uh, I guess official title is CEO, but that means that I'm running squeegees at night as well as uh, helping uh, the head brewmaster, Julian Miller, as well. So when you got a small operation like us in a startup, you do a little bit of everything. So, Pete Doig here. Uh, same thing. Uh, COO is technical title, but really helping out with everything we can from permitting to construction to getting the brewery up and running. Julian Miller. I'm the head brewer and... I clean everything. (laughs) (laughs) Often. (laughs) All right, excellent. So we have a good idea of who you guys are, but I want to know a little bit about your background. So tell us your first memory of beer, first and foremost. Wow, how long do you have? Um, So I'll give you a little bit of back story. Um, So my dad is an immigrant off the boat, German, came over in his 20s. And uh, it was kind of interesting. I remember being about 8 to 10 years old and wondering why he had such a funny accent. Um, And, you know, we would only meet at night. He was working multiple jobs. I was off playing sports, going to school. Uh, And we'd always come together at a Bruins game. 
uh, sit in front of that wooden case, 19-inch TV, uh, and sit there and share a beer every, every night. So I was probably 8 to 10 years old, and he'd always say, hey, you want a swig of beer? And every time he would crack a new beer, I'd get a swig. And, of course, it was probably 15 to 20 every Bruins game. So that was probably my first illegal memory of beer. Uh, mine's actually pretty similar, although it wasn't on a nightly basis like Paul. Um, mine's with my dad as well. I remember it very clear. We were in the garage, and uh, he used to buy old cars and fix them up. And he was working on an Austin Healey. And he had a beer, and he gave me a swig of it. And I was probably eight or nine. I don't remember what type of beer it was. I just remember it was a green bottle. So you could probably narrow it down with that. And I remember not liking it, which... You know, I could probably say it wasn't a great beer, but really, at that time in my life, my priorities more more like pixie sticks and fun dips, so I don't <laughs> think my palate was really developed for something like that. And then I probably didn't have another taste for five years after that. Uh, probably Coors Banquet, maybe? So my dad, that was his beer of choice, I guess. And he goes often. <laughs> so... Cool. All right. So when you guys were growing up, I'm assuming that you didn't say to your parents, I want to own a brewery one day or be a head brewer. What was uh, what was the plan? What was, uh, you know, what did you become and how are you doing this today? A good question. I always like tinkering with mechanical, technical stuff. So um, I quickly was working on dirt bikes and um, cars and then I remember getting into actually plumbing and my boss telling me, hey, you're too smart, go off to engineering school. So I think similar to yourself, went off to engineering school, ended up being a mechanical electrical engineer out of school, spending a lot of time in process and thermodynamics, fluid dynamics, which ironically is translating to what we're doing. So uh, that's been a really neat transition. Um, so I would say it's, it's, uh, that's pretty much how I uh, started out. For me, I think uh, a lot of it comes back to starting a business from scratch. Uh, I grew up, my grandfather started his own business that became our family business. My father and my mom, my aunt and uncle all worked for it. That was print media distribution, which doesn't, isn't really a growth industry these days, so that wasn't something to go into. Uh, but I did go to college for entrepreneurship, um, which eventually the program got changed around. But that was always something I wanted in my life, was to start something from scratch and watch it grow. I've always been a tile contractor and actually was head foreman at a company here in Massachusetts for many years and I've had many hobbies that involved a lot of water chemistry which kind of got me into the brewing industry or the home brewing I guess is what it would be. So now the three of you are together tell me how Essex County Brewing came to be in such a short period of time. Uh, short period of time, right? It's uh, signed our lease in June, and here we are brewing on our first day. Um, so it started back, uh, Pete and I have known each other for about 20 years, I would say, in various capacities. Um, he's actually my wife's cousin. Um, and uh, we ended up working together in our day jobs. Um, we were very interested through Pete's entrepreneurship, interest in beer, um, Getting involved in this particular industry, there's something really neat about this industry that's different from the corporate world that I'm used to. The collaboration and the culture is really fascinating to me. Um, so about, I would say, three to four years ago, um, there was an event that was started for a friend, family friend of ours that had passed her. 
conducted ALS. Um, and uh, he was alive. We ended up putting together a, um, a benefit. Uh, I was a participant in it. My wife was actively involved in it. Um, it's, uh, it's actually tomorrow. Um, he was alive for the first few events. Um, it was a really neat setup. A lot of the local community came together to donate food. And the backdrop of it was bringing in a bunch of home brewing um, uh, companies or people uh, for a competition. Uh, so that went on for several years, years in the last couple of years, um, Pete and I had been attending and Julian Miller was a participant at that. Um, something stood out about his beer, his personality, um, that we were really drawn to. I think the first year was more about sampling and just engaging with him. Uh, and this last year, I think our anniversary is this Sunday, one year anniversary, um, was just his beer is absolutely amazing, but more than that, his passion about overall brewing is something that drew us in. So that was essentially how we all met. Pete reached out to Julian, then we just started talking about getting together, the three of us, and what value each of us could bring and how could we get from discussing it all the way to where we are today. Yeah, I think uh, it was a week or two after we met that we contacted Julian and set up you know, a little meeting. And I think it was, we met at True North. Julian said, there's this new place we want to try. And I think it was their opening night. It was their opening night, yeah. Tell us a little bit more about that meeting. So that meeting, uh, it was basically, I guess, a dream. <laughs> I guess, uh, talking about home brewing, how long I've been involved in it, uh, how long I've been a member of the North Shore Home Brewers, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, we've kind of really jumped into this thing, and I think we all kind of look at it as like a task, and we're crossing off everything as we go, and really paying attention to every aspect that we can, you know, considering family life, and doing this right now, and it's, you know, it's still changing, so it's still, we still have a story that's not finished. <laughs> Can we talk about why you guys are called Essex County Brewing Company? I know a little bit of the backstory, and your logo's really cool. I know there's a little bit of a story behind that, so do you mind telling us a little bit about that? Sure, yeah. I think, um, so we're all originally, well, Pete and I are originally from um, Essex County. Uh, we really wanted to pay tribute to where our friends are from, our family, where we grew up, where we went to school. And uh, I grew up in Hamilton. I didn't want to call it like Generals or, you know, Hamilton Wenham uh, Brewing Company. Yeah, and I wasn't going to let that happen. <laughs> He's from Moscow, so, yeah, there's competition. But um, we really wanted to try to get something that embraced all of uh, our backgrounds and, again, where we're from. Julian currently lives in, in Essex. Um, and coincidentally, we started digging into the history of Essex County and just how old it is. I think it's the second oldest yeah, I believe so. <clears throat> Second oldest in the, in the United States. Um, and uh, we started digging into the history of Essex County, which was really appealing to us. And, you know, up popped this great uh, cartoon, uh, political cartoon around gerrymandering, or people will say the right way to say it is gerrymandering, uh, which is about the redistricting. Um, and it was just political parties uh, playing uh, fun at one another and outlining the dragon. Some people call it a salamander. Um, around, and that is essentially our, our logo. So Caitlin Marullo uh, did a modern day interpretation of the dragon that encapsulates all of Essex County. And I think when you look at it, you're, it's pretty impressive at all the towns and cities that it actually envelops. So that was the, 
the genesis of our Essex County and our logo for our brand. We always ask this, but were there any different names? Did you guys debate about any funny ones that you want to share or not share? I feel like Paul and I had a lot of late night texts about this that I could probably dig into, uh, but I don't think we really had any others that we were seriously considering. And I think uh, it was like Paul said, as we started to dissect the history, and it wasn't just that we all live in these three towns, but when you looked at the map, it was like, oh, my cousin lives here, I lived there one summer, and it just made a lot of sense to us, and all of our friends still live around there, so I, I think we settled on it pretty early on. I would agree, and honestly, unless you're from the North Shore, you don't know what the North Shore is. <laughs> so when I talk to people, even in, in um, any line of work, when I travel, and I meet someone from Danvers or Peabody, and say, oh, you're from the North Shore, and you just get it. So it's just one of those things I think it's a, it was appropriate. So let's talk about how you guys decided that this was the vision. Um, we were talking about how many people have this as like a pipe dream. Um, when did this pipe dream kind of become a reality and you go, well, we have both feet in the water, we have to move forward or we're gonna, sw we're gonna sink? I'd say when we signed the lease. <laughs> uh, no, no I, think, I think it became real when we started an LLC. I mean, it's not a, a ton of money, but it becomes formalized. Um, and then when you sign a, a multi-year commitment with a lease, that really becomes uh, formalized. And then when you, you sign a contract with a general contractor, then you're really there. Um, but I would say one of the things that has been interesting to me is just the barriers to entry in this industry. Um, certainly sitting in a tap room that's finished today, if you were here you know, a few weeks ago, it's, it's pretty, pretty chaotic. And that to me describes the whole process. And, you know, even fellow uh, brewers that have gone through this or people that maybe have, have hit a couple uh, uh, speed bumps along the way, I can tell you, you know, certainly in Peabody, there's no zoning yet for this. Um, but having a good relationship with the municipality, um, getting through all the hurdles to start the company, the design of the space, the construction, um, all of those things are, are tasks along the way that certainly could prevent people from, from realizing their dream. Um, we're standing here at Brew Day 1, and it's been, it's been a short time frame, but it feels like it's been about three years. <laughs> yeah, I think, I, I feel like December was when we were really kind of deciding whether or not we were going to go through with this. I remember a lot of phone calls around Christmas, because uh, I was up in, at our house in New Hampshire, and um, we were kind of talking about, is this realistic? We know there's a lot of competition, there's breweries open all the time, but we really believe in Julian. You know how do we how do we do this smartly and that's kind of what led to the overall vision of us starting up as a small scale brewery really focusing on quality and then being careful about scaling up rather than going big bang and that was just one of the main decisions that i think led us to say okay let's start to move forward let's start to form the llc in, in january and february and what do you think are some of the advantages of having a smaller scale brewery quality so <clears throat> being able to get certain things that I think a lot of the larger breweries not maybe not necessarily could afford possibly and even for us it's, it's going to be a struggle you know trying to keep up with uh, the major hop demand that's out there and everything that's like that so you know got to work with us Right, higher quality ingredients and also locally sourced. I know that that's important to you guys. Yeah, we're working with uh, Malt House in Maine, Blue Ox Malt House. We love use Blue Ox. Yeah. Yep, those guys are great. Uh, I've been going up there for probably the past four years. 
every homebrew competition, and they've been very helpful, Joel and David. So we mentioned uh, Jim specifically before this interview, and you and Jim, air quotes, are doing something a little bit different, and you guys are the only two breweries in the, uh, in the state to be doing that. Uh, do you want to talk about that? Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't consider us affiliated with Jim, but uh, it's uh, but no. One of the one of the things that we talked about early on in the design is is us super focused on quality and given my background with uh, designing um, pharmaceutical factories and plants, um, we looked at all the inputs to the process. And being in Peabody or any municipality, there are challenges around. Uh, water quality. Um, you know, water quality could be great some days. It could be coming from different sources. Um, so one of the things we talked about with Julian early on was to to take that that um, that variable out of the equation and put in a reverse osmosis system. So we've spent uh, a considerable investment in just stripping down our our water uh, um, quality, our our high water water quality, stripping down the water ingredients so that Julian, we can build it back up and make sure that we have the highest quality input into our process. So, Julian, does that make your life a lot easier? Yes. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> yeah, I think one thing we've heard from a lot of brewers is that the water quality is the most important part. Yeah. And you have to start with good water. Start with good water, even the water that you have. You test it. Mm -hmm. You use it accordingly, you work with what you have, but definitely starting with RO, RO water is a clean slate and it's a good way to build a recipe or even what we have already. The other thing I want to talk about is, you know, we got a tour of the soon-to-be tap room, so I want to hear a little bit about what you guys are thinking for the space and some of the businesses surrounding it and just kind of like what you're picturing for this area. Yeah, so uh, I guess I'll start, and Pete, you can jump in. I think one of the things, um, yeah, I have a background also in, in commercial real estate, so one of the things we wanted to find was an appropriate facility that fit our brand, which is a little bit tricky today because most of the old uh, industrial buildings have been fully developed. Um, we looked up and down. We looked in all of Essex County, to be honest with you, and there were some appealing things in Salem, but we were really interested in starting a craft brewery in an undeveloped or untapped city or town. And so we had places like Danvers and Peabody uh, pop up. We knew our friends at Granite Coast were, were getting started over there. Um, and we came, we came upon this building. And it was recently purchased in the last few years. Our landlords are fantastic. Uh, shout out to, to Eddie Greeley. Um, he recently got into this about a year ago as an operating partner, and he and I have talked about the vision for this place, and the backdrop is phenomenal. So you're sitting in a 100-plus-year-old um, tannery distribution, which is really a lot of history in this particular area. Um, a lot of friends and family, like a typical mill town, worked at this particular factory. So to bring it back to life with our brand and our brewery is something special. Um, it also helps the um, the uh, the P&L a little bit, so cheap rents, um, and that the landlord is really looking for a certain vision. So bringing in craft uh, beer, bringing in a craft uh, distillery, bringing in an eatery. There are a lot of fitness uh, components to this, a nice artistic component uh, as well, and the convenience is is unprecedented. I mean, we can come out of here and go left or right, and you're on 128, or you're in Peabody, Danvers, Salem. Um, so we're really, really pleased about this particular facility and the history. 
Um, and also my great uncles worked in the tannery, so I think there's a little bit of tie back to that history. Um, so we're very excited. So right outside of our tap room, about 1,800 square feet, uh, probably 50-50 tap room brewery. Um, we'll have an overhead door. You'll be able to walk right out onto the deck. The deck in the spring has original 100-year-old timbers that'll be flipped over, brand new underneath. Cable railing, the deck's going to be expand, uh, expanded all along the side of the building. So we're going to have a really great outdoor atmosphere, some live music, expect some food trucks and things like that. So. Yeah, Paul also works out downstairs. You forgot to mention that in the convenience factor. Um, so yeah, inside the space, we've really tried to maintain some of the history here. It is that 100 plus year old building. So we kept the ceilings exposed, um, kept the original floors ground and polished so you can really get a feel of what the space used to be. And then add in some touches like the polished concrete uh, countertops and then some of the, the wood fascia on the walls um, just to soften the place up a little bit, but keep it have that nice industrial feel inside. So something that's not old school here is your brewery setup. Uh, Julian, do you want to talk about how badass the system you have here is? Uh, I know that a lot of our listeners want to know like what people are brewing on. So, Oh, SS has been coming out with all this new stuff. And uh, their one barrel just seemed right for our scale. And yeah, it basically, we're going to be double batching into two barrel vessels, long days. <laughs> and uh, trying to get them turned over pretty quickly, yeah. Very cool, thank you. Um, so, the cans. I was, I, the rumor has it is that you guys are touching upon all the local high schools. So I see Ipswich Orange, is that correct? Yep. You I see it, you, Masco Red. You got Masco Red, and uh, that, that actually was an unofficial, it's not going to be released, Judah, because I was a little upset because it's supposed to be Hamilton Wenham Generals, but uh, we fixed it. Yeah. So we fixed it. So um, for those who don't know, Masco, all of those, these are local high schools in Essex County. Um, Emily and I, we don't see a light blue, powder blue, Triton, <laughs> navy blue, Triton Regional High School so one. What is your favorite beer? Why don't you tell uh, us? My favorite beer? Style. Oh, a style yes. is probably New England IPA. Oh, okay. So we'll have to come with an iteration for or that with Triton. Or I have Pilsner. We Pilsner, love Pilsner. Yeah. 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 All right. So we'll, we'll, we've we'll got talk. plenty of beers to, to produce and come up with and plenty of towns and cities to represent. But that's, that's a really cool concept um, because yeah. people who are local to this area, like they're going to be like, oh, of course I want my old high school beer, right? So it's right. like, it's a, it's a very smart marketing yeah. um, idea. Who, what like, what is your first like brewing experience? Right? Did you brew before you went to this ALS festival? Or and, and Julian, this is more for you. Like, what made you get into brewing? <laughs> I, I guess it was a lot of things. I mean, my wife actually bought me a homebrew kit probably in two thousand and ten, and. It was, I think, like just the ingredients. <laughs> We've heard so, that before yeah. also. And, uh, like my wife bought me a homebrew kit yeah. as a Christmas gift. And nothing else. Well, I mean, I think we made wine together when we, like a long time ago. And uh, no, but it was the homebrew kit that just had nothing with it whatsoever. <laughs> so I was determined to make it work. And it just kind of grew from there from, you know, 
the basic coolers and carboys to conical fermenters in my house and <laughs> all electric and He's got a pretty nice setup. and everything. How fast did it become a hobby into like uh, you were actually thinking about it more at your daytime job? Uh, probably a couple years before I met these guys. Actually, it was like the perfect timing. Yeah. Yeah, and beers have certainly evolved. You know, I think about the time from sitting on the couch with my dad and, and then going off to high school and college, and you'd go from, um, you know, drinking. I was drinking Keystone Light and Golden Anniversary. And then all of a sudden, I remember around college graduation that I get this present of a case of mixed of Sam Adams with cherry wheat and, you know, Ipswich Ale, a growler. I'm like, what is this? You know, and then that was probably my first epiphany of something where, really really interested in and in trying uh moving into that direction of, of of craft brewing so and i think i think julian had the opportunity i forget what years but to live out in california and really see a lot of different styles develop out there uh, probably a little ahead of us out here and then come back and see what was going on in new england and kind of use all that knowledge yeah i lived in santa rosa for three years and actually a block away from russian river <laughs> And used to wonder like what all the hype was. <laughs> we would go there for lunch, and then I realized that like people really like this. So, and then it was the whole uh, heady topper and Russian River and all that. But that was a long time ago. <laughs> Not that long, I guess. Julian, did you? You're are you completely self-taught, or did you have a mentor? Or uh, completely self-taught. I kind of like dive in to my hobbies mm -hmm. and uh, a lot of reading and just try to perfect everything that I possibly could. I'm really into the water chemistry. Cool. Yeah. Um, where do you draw your inspiration for your, your brews? Is it food driven or is it something like a musician who keeps a notebook by the side of their bed and they wake up and they say, I gotta, I gotta make this or. I think it's, I think it's everything. I mean, like these guys said, they text each other all night long and I'm right there with them. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah. We're very restless souls. I mean, yeah. all yeah. of us are. I I mean, what time are you here till last night, Jill? I mean, we're here. 11? Yeah, we're. Yeah going nonstop, so. Yeah, it's kind of like a startup culture, right? Yeah. I feel like I was saying this to Matt in the car, like breweries are kind of like the new genre of startups. So a lot of what we heard from other craft brewers is that their favorite aspect of the industry is the fact that you collaborate with other brewers. And in a competitive industry, that's pretty unique to be able to rely on your fellow brewers. Can you talk a little bit about maybe some ways in which you've helped other people or other people have helped you guys out along the way? Uh, well, around the corner from here down the street, there's Granite Coast Brewing, and, you know, we've been friends for a while. You know, Jeff and Rob I've known for probably five years, and, yeah, they're in the middle of construction, and, they're you know, they're getting through it, so I'm over there, you know, sometimes helping them install tile or, you know, teaching them how to put down Duroc or something, <laughs> you know, but yeah. It is a, an amazing uh, question because coming out of the corporate world where it's kind of kill or be killed, uh, coming into this culture um, is just fascinating. It's it's amazing, the collaboration and the, the, the not worrying about uh, competition. I mean, obviously, there are certain things that never get discussed, I think, but... Um, just trying to help each other out and, and navigate some of the barriers to entry and some of the challenges that we have that probably are not core to what everyone wants to do, which is brew great beer. Um, but it is pretty impressive, the culture. 
let's get to know you guys like a little bit more. And what's in your refrigerator at home? Ooh, I would say a lot of. Uh, yeah, well, so that, that was an, that was an interesting story, but I'll give you the short version. So after my um, experience, that first epiphany with with Sam and, and Ipswich Ale and and whatnot, um, there was a little bit of a dry run, and then I was doing some traveling on the West Coast. I'd say it was like ten years ago, and I remember rolling up to a bar, my buddy saying, "Oh, you have to try this West Coast style IPA, Lagunitas." And I said, okay, sure, I'll try it. And I was just, again, like, wow, this is fantastic. And then shortly thereafter, coming back here in Newburyport, starting up with the Greenhead and some of the West Coast styles here was fantastic. Um, right up until we rolled into New England IPA era, which, again, once again, has just blown my, blown my mind with um, some of the, the capable brewers on the North Shore. So in mine, I would, I'd have some... True North, um, I would have uh, some Lagunitas, Newburyport Brewing, some Greenhead. So I do a little bit of everything, unless, of course, Julian is brewed and canned, and then I'd be drinking uh, Essex County Brewing. I think right now I have Lamplighter. And I, uh, the new, or the uh, Rabbit, Rabbit, I think it's called. Uh, so that's been great. I, I usually buy, I usually don't have a lot in my fridge because unlike these guys, I live in Boston and I pass Trillium on my way home from work and I pass Mystic on my way up here. So I usually just kind of grab something close and fresh. Uh, probably not. Yeah. A lot of knots in the refrigerator. Yeah, I, would, uh, <laughs> yeah I was going to say, I, I do always have a six of the Pilsner and, and uh, the uh, left of the dial. Great, great beers. What is the perfect food pairing for you with beer? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm a, so I live near Butcher Boy, so I'm a, I'm a strip steak, um, probably a, a sauteed onion with a bouillon cube in the middle of it um, with some broccoli and a ridiculously fresh uh, New England style IPA. I guess I could just say ditto to that, um, but uh, I, you know, not necessarily a meal, but I do love a charcuterie plate and cheese with beer is, to me, I could just sit there and eat that all day and sip on a delicious beer. No comment? No. no. It's all right. I gave pizza and beer as mine last night, wow. so like, like, <laughs> like pizza and chips, like, um, cool. So we always ask this in like closing, but, uh. What is your most proud moment? It doesn't have to be here at Essex County. It can be like in life, like, right? We're getting this human connection, but uh, like if it's Essex County, that's great as well. Well, we'll keep it away from personal because it could go on and on relative to, uh, you know, my wife, my relationship, my twin eight-year-old boys, my family, my friends. Um, but I'll tie it a little bit to that in that, you know, I grew up in a very traditional um, family, even though I'm 50% German and 50% French. Um, you know, meeting every Sunday, our family gets together every Sunday, no matter what. Um, and our friends are always welcome at our house, Thanksgiving. Um, I have different people there every year, and it's just a great culture. Everyone talks their mind. It's a bit overwhelming for someone that is an introvert, um, but they tend to warm up and like that because we tend to extract everything out of them and kind of settle all our business before people leave. Um, I would say that is um, you know is 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 something I'm proud about is being able to bring 
this tap room open to have that type of environment here. Um, just different people colliding, you know, human collisions from all different walks of life. Um, you know, no petty bullshit. People come in and just talk and enjoy beer. I think that's, that's something that's going to be great. Um, and then in just in closing in that, I think it's come full circle for me, you know, starting on the couch with my dad, you know, two different worlds, uh, meeting, being able to share something that we like, even though I was eight or nine years old. Um, but circling the wagon now, so spending many times, half of my family's in Germany, um, I go over there quite a bit, um, but coming full circle where I grew up in Gusthauses, drinking Weizen and, and Pils and Dunkel uh, and Altbier up in Dusseldorf, I'll be there next week. Um, and then living and growing up like that uh, half of my life, and then all of a sudden that is starting to emerge here in the North Shore, which is kind of crazy. Um, but this European kind of craft beer, tap room, people coming together. Um, so seeing that full circle and then um, having my dad be a part of it. You know, my dad's going to be about 80 years old. Um, my mom's pa passed in 2011, so I know it's something that I'm really proud about is being able to bring that back to him. And we've got a, a beer named after him and my father-in-law who are just big, big uh, mentors in my life. Uh, Svai Opa. So one of our beers is named after two Opa. So... So uh, keeping it Essex County Brewing related, uh, I think kind of similar to what Paul said is that throughout the process that we've been going through here and in forming the company and then design and permitting and construction is the overwhelming support from all of our friends and family, which is not so much us asking and them saying no problem, but them coming to us and saying, what can we do to help? And it's kind of been like a wave that, you know, I probably more than any of us could have expected. I think, you know, whatever it is, kind of everything from social media and marketing to, to helping out with supplies and construction to the design of the logo, everything, everyone's just been on board all the way from the start. Yeah, I would agree with uh, Pete, just, you know, the amount of help that I've gotten from home and everything from, you know, the in-laws and my wife and everybody understanding that I'm working towards a good thing. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a, 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 I wanted to hit on, hit on Pete's comment, Julian, real quick, because, you know, you think about the support that's required. A lot of people would go to us and say, you guys are crazy, you know. Uh, you could retire in five years or you've got careers and everything, but this is something we're really passionate about. No one has said that. Everyone has gotten behind us and said, how can we help? And it really splits into two distinct um, groups. It's the people like the contractors, designers, municipality, landlords, but then it's the emotional support that you get from all your friends and family. So clearly we did something right because we had a lot of it and uh, we're cashing in a lot of that, but people have just been absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I think that really means you're onto something too when you don't really need to ask for support. It's just given and people are going out of their way to say like, hey, you guys are definitely onto something. Well, it was really great having you guys here. We appreciate so much getting the early tour of the tap room before it's opened. We can't wait until you guys are open. So where can we find you on social media? Uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, at Essex County Brewing. Um, and our website is going to launch in the next probably week and a half. So that's www.essexcountybrewing.com. And I don't know when this is airing, but a week. A week. Okay. Well, then, if you were at the ALS over ALS event, I, I hope you had fun and come next year as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do we have a time frame on when we think this physical location will open up? 
Boy, it's tricky. So first brew day today, and we're going to build up a little bit of capacity. Um, so I, we're, we'll probably do a couple soft openings, I think, for all those people that helped us out. I think those, disti those two distinct groups uh, in the community will probably launch it on social media probably in the coming weeks here. To, but it's going to be soon. It's going to be soon. So stay tuned to their social media, and it's at Essex County Brewing on Instagram, and you'll find out first there. And you'll find out via Brew Roots. Yeah, we'll let you guys know, too. <laughs> cool. All right, cheers, guys. Thank you so much. You bet. So are we doing this again in a year from now to see where we're at? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> thank, You're already penciled in. <laughs> yeah. Thank, thank you, guys. Thanks no a lot. No problem. Thank you. What an awesome interview. I'm so glad that I got to be there for this one. Yeah, I was, too. I, uh, I like doing interviews with you. Yeah, I was back in Let's good health. Let's never not do interviews together. I know, and it, it helps. Like It makes our setup take half the time, and it and was I, just great talking to them. And, and we've been inspired to probably buy another microphone. So Yeah, we definitely need another mic, but hopefully Matt's editing job you know, helped eliminate some of that awkwardness. But you know, Pete, Paul, and Julian, Julian. were totally agreeable about it, so I was like, oh, please bear with us. Yeah, and uh, a big thank you. We got to try some unreleased beers from them. So we got <sighs> to try a rye IPA and a double IPA that was unreleased, but that they had people try at their ALS. Yeah, the event. rye yep. IPA was fabulous. I I asked for another sample at the end, and yeah. he was like, sure. Like he asked me if I wanted more, and I was like, yes. I didn't want to ask, mm -hmm. but it was really, really good. Julian's really, really talented. So we're very excited for them to open, and hopefully we'll be a part of their grand opening and see many of you guys out there as well. Yeah, and that little mill, what is it, Mill 58? No, we the, so that was, that's, I forget what it's called, but it's in Peabody, Massachusetts. Uh, and the, but the area is going to change so much. You know, they're putting in like an eatery. There's going to be, I mean, they have a gym downstairs. That whole area is going to become this kind of little hub ecosystem mm -hmm. of businesses, and I'm really excited to see where it goes. Well, landlords are really smartening up to the idea of bringing in breweries because they know they're actually going to bring in a lot of people. And uh, so, cool. It's really cool. The brewery, that that community is going to thrive with uh, a brewery in there. Yeah, I think that it's it's cool to see. It's exactly what you were saying. Like, they're starting to wise up to the fact that a brewery is – a really good spot and, mm -hmm. and when you think of a brewery versus like a traditional like a liquor bar it's just such a different dynamic dynamic yeah. exactly so i'm really excited to see what's going to happen with that area yeah so next week's episode we have wait don't tell them oh all right all no right. we're not going to tell them all right, <laughs> all right. keep Let's your eyes peeled fine, fine, fine. stay on social and, and you'll find out what's going to happen but but as how? you know, next week is a content episode. Yeah, but how would they keep up to date with an episode? Emily? We're going to tease it. But how? Oh, I see. I'm going to plug our social. That's right. So you can find us at Brew Roots on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And don't forget to follow Essex County Brewing on Twitter and Facebook as well. I believe they're also on Instagram. They are. And stay tuned for their grand opening. I know that we'll be there. And I'm really excited to see what happens mm -hmm. with them. Thank you, Pete, Paul, and Julian, again, for taking the time to talk with us. Also, guys, don't forget that we're doing our beer giveaway. Hop on our Instagram and follow the instructions on the photo with the eight beers to enter for your chance to win. Yeah, it's going to be our biggest giveaway yet. True, because I think... It's our only giveaway <laughs> yet. Yeah. So, yes. until next week, guys, next it's week. been an absolute pleasure.
Yeah, and have a safe but spooky Halloween. And don't forget to, you know, I know that a lot of you guys are like beer purists on Instagram and you only post photos of beer, but like post stuff on your story so we can see your costumes because we want to see them. Yeah, and if you dress as Emily or myself, We'll repost <laughs> and uh, we'll interview for you for the and episode. we'll enter you five times into the beer giveaway. Yeah, yeah. and uh, that's there the was Easter egg, e- Easter egg giveaway. Oh, I was gonna say that Halloween or like the day after Halloween is probably my favorite day to go on social media because I love seeing people's costumes. Like I, I do genuinely enjoy like just scrolling through and seeing uh, what everybody was dressed up as. It's my favorite day to go like CVS and buy half off candy true although they're playing games now it's like you have to go there three days later to get it half off same with valentine's day i'm like come on cvs can you stop playing games i know well thank you guys for listening i really appreciate it and until next week cheers cheers